Welcome to this week in interview. I am your host, Anthony Drago. And it's Wednesday night, it's 8 p.m. A little after 8 p.m., but on a Wednesday night at this time, we have this week in interview. It's, it's a show where we bring you interesting conversations from with persons of interest, whether because of the contributions that they make or the work that they do, special qualifications they may have. We bring you stuff that's interesting in, in our lives, you know, in, in it be politics or economics or social affairs or health. We we always have conversations on a Wednesday. And being the host of this weekend interview gives me the special privilege to have conversations with great individuals, some persons that I grew up admiring, real icons um, in Caribbean life. And I have the, the honor and the privilege to share those conversations with you on this show. We have one hour together, and I, we bring you information from a different perspective, from an angle that you may not necessarily see on everyday media. Because if you can turn on your television, turn on your radio, go online, and get the same information, and there's no need for us. But we bring it to you from a different perspective. So tonight is no exception. Tonight uh, we are going to talk about uh, our our wisdoms, our, our oral traditions that we have in, as Caribbean people, our heritage, where our parents, as part of, of giving us life lessons and, and, and helping us build our characters, used to use a lot of sayings. We call them sayings because some of them are proverbs, some are parables, some are just like tidbits of wisdom. But we grew up with that type of, of, of culture. And, and so we decided that being... This is the in the season where Dominica celebrates its independence from colonialism, and all of our our food, our cuisine, our heritage is on display at this time. We decided that it would be fitting to revisit that aspect of our life, to where where we um we go back in time. Not even so much to go back in time because we still use a lot of those sayings. But go, but we go back to our childhood, our young days. You know, when we, we were probably just started going to school or we're dating or we're having a hard time and somebody walks by and they drop this tidbit of knowledge on us and it gives us something to reflect. So that's our topic tonight on this week in interview. Um, Caribbean sayings, you know, old time parables, you know. And, and my guest tonight is, is very well suited for that. He's, he's a public figure, icon, a professional MC, entertainer. Um, he, he's a producer of many, many shows. But before I bring him on, take a, a quick word from the sponsors. And also, if you are a regular listener to this weekend interview, you know that I, every week I start the show by playing the CARICOM anthem because that is one of my objectives. I would like to see the Caribbean move forward as one nation. I don't think that we can provide the type of life for our people that we need to 
if we continue to try to, to tackle our future as separate and individual small island dots just floating around in the Caribbean Sea. I think by, by uniting the Caribbean, we, we can really be a force to reckon with. So I always start the show by playing the Caricom Anthem. It's done by none other than beautiful Mikkel Henderson. And um, so let's listen to her. And I will, I will take a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll be joined by my very special guest in the studio. And we are going to be talking about Caribbean sayings. And so one of the sayings that we used to have when they used to have Radio Caribbean, if you remember Radio Caribbean, you say, miss it and blame yourself. So I'm going to see you in a few minutes. Let's listen to Mikkel and we'll be right back. distant lands our forefathers came some seeking adventure some bound in chains through battles waged and fought through victory and pain by test of their courage our freedom was On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel our hearts beat as one Celebrate in song As we rise to heights where we
You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. A G&D Enterprises, Inc.com service. listeners welcome back thank you for staying with us through the break and before much further ado let me let's just welcome my special guest tonight uh, mr alex powell bruno no stranger to this weekend interview no stranger to you caribbean people dominican people he's um entertaining extraordinary a professional mc uh, he has his um, own um, production company playwright and producer Alex, welcome back to this weekend interview. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure working with you also, you know, on matters relating to communications through the media. Yes. And I'm looking forward to an open discussion as we normally have on, on this um on this program. Yeah, certainly. And and I was I was telling you we I we I started the discussion last night because tonight we're going to be talking about Caribbean scene. So I started yeah. the discussion last night, and we had a very lively um, and animated response from the audience. People saying what their favorite sayings was. They remember their it bring back memories of them growing up and their parents giving them advice through these parables and the sayings and that sort of thing. And very, you know, very nostalgic. But also, you know, we see, and not everybody is from Dominica. Because you you see persons from all the different islands coming and say giving their sayings. And it's slight variations, but almost, you know, the same thing. Um, so I, I know I'm going to ask you about your favorite ones, but let before we even jump into it, I just want to recognize what's going on for our brothers and sisters in Haiti. And um, I know you might want to say a few words as well, but, you know, our prayers go out to them. And um, people, if you go find a, a, a place where you can contribute, whatever it is that you can contribute clothes, food, money. We're from Dominica and from the other islands. We, we know what it's like to go through a storm where everything gets destroyed. We know that for, for months to come, these people are going to be dependent on the goodwill of, 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 the, of our brothers and sisters, people like us. So go find somewhere where you can contribute and make sure you play your part. Alex, uh, I know you want to maybe say a few words. Um, oh, oh, yes. He has had if we had this major flood in Ghana Eve a few years ago, major earthquake, and now Matthew, all within the space of a, a decade, you know. And I've been trying to, you know, wonder exactly what's going on, but you really can't predict, nor can you understand Mother Nature, especially the way things work. But all I know for sure is that Haiti has had more fair share. And Haiti, which has given the hemisphere or the world so very much, I believe has been bounced around by political corruption, has been straightened up by modern nature, have been humbled by in 
indiscretions of, of citizens and non-citizens. And somehow I believe, you know, that this is saying something to us. And I, I, you, you said it quite rightly, you know, certainly. we really have to reach out to Haiti in the best ways that we can, you know. The other day when I was thinking of Haiti, I was saying that, you know, we treat the Haitian brothers and sisters who flee with such discord when we should be embracing them, open up our hands to them even better and bigger than we do for the all the nationals. I mean, I see we treat the Chinese as favorite citizens and, 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 and others, you know. But the Haitians really deserve and need us to embrace them. I think there should be a Haiti in Dominica. There should be a Haiti in Grenada. There should be a Haiti in Trinidad. When I say Haiti, I mean there should be communities assigned to the Haitian people so that the culture could continue to thrive and grow. We should open up parts of Dominica, parts of Grenada, parts of St. Vincent, of St. Lucia, to the Haitian refugees. But they are refugees, you know. You know, we're fleeing this oppression, fleeing political victimization, fleeing corruption, and now, you know, trying to survive under the ravages of modern nature. So I'm calling on the Caribbean region, the leaders of the countries, to think. And let's establish, let's establish safe havens for Haitian brothers and sisters. Let's let them establish communities. Dominica has enough free land where we can establish a Haitian community. And let, 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 let the cults of the people Drive. Let them continue to live and exist and um, contribute to the development of our region and, of course, to the growth of Haiti. Because I'm telling you, truly, it is this dismal and it's really, really rough in Haiti as we speak. You know, over a thousand people would have perished based on the last count. And one can only imagine and the, 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 the stress that goes on in this wonderful land called Haiti. So, um, I mean, I guess as we continue speaking, maybe more inspiration will flow. But for now, I'm just calling for central communities to be developed in various Caribbean countries and accept the Haitian brothers and sisters. And, you know, let them develop and build their communities so that the, the Haitian culture and history will continue to thrive. If not, we're going to lose this country. Not lose it as it, it, it disappearing, but lose it in the sense of the richness and the grand bear that it, that it, that it has. You know, the fact that it was the first free nation in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, the first free country that's truly free in our, in our, in our sphere. I mean, we, I always say this. We speak about the great America that we all love. Yeah, got independence in 1776, we are about. But we had slavery practice here for hundreds of years after. And AC got independence in 1402, 1403, somewhere about. They also grabbed independence for the slaves. There was no slavery practice after the emancipation, after the, 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 the revolution, the Haitian revolution. So if that doesn't say something about Haiti, nothing else will. And uh, my heart goes out to the suffering people, and uh, I'm in solidarity with the Haitians in Haiti and outside of Haiti. Certainly. Uh, you know, uh, when, you, when you say that there should be a little Haiti in every little country, I mean, similar, I guess you're talking similar to almost... Or more major cities you go in the U.S., you find a Chinatown, uh, yeah, and exactly. really Chinese are allowed to 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 be Chinese in that sense. Yep, um, yep, that's, and, that's uh, what I'm talking about. And I hear what you're saying because the Haitian, the Haitian um, people have such a rich and strong heritage, and um, yep. and and they, all of us are all of us descendants of black of Africans who are in this side of the world have a little bit of Haiti in us because they're the one, they're the first one that showed us that you could fight these colonial powers and break them and get their independence. And so we do yeah. owe we do owe a lot to Haiti for that. And um to launch into our topic for tonight, which is 
the, the Caribbean Slains, when I think of Haiti and what's happening to Haiti over the last few years, you know, people in Dominica would say, Plus ou mal, c'est plus chien halleux. You know? Yeah. The, the, yeah. More, the more you have bad luck, is the more, is the more dog, because you know, dog, you, you, you have stray dogs and they, they find a piece of dead meat somewhere and they're dragging it to go somewhere so they can start chewing on it. And so mm -hmm. you have a Dominican saying that says, plus ou mal, c'est plus chien halleux. The more, the more bad luck you have, you know, <laughs> you think you get bad luck. Dogs starting to drag you off. And, you know, not that we're wishing that on the Asian people, but that's what they seem to be going through. And therefore, if we recognize that, then maybe we can play our part um, to help drag them out of it. But Alex, coming into the topic, you know, you probably have a couple of favorite um, sayings, especially since we having to go on stage every so often. I'm sure that becomes part of your whole, you know, repertoire, repertoire of work where you are, you know, go on stage. So, what are some of the more poignant um, sayings that that? Uh, when I grew up, I grew up in a culture of popular sayings, you know. Almost everything that was said to me was said in a way that I had to think twice before I understood what it meant. Because, I mean, when you open up with your grandmother, everything she said, 90% of the education that I learned was told, was, was taught to me through those popular uh, medieval sayings. For instance, she would tell me, you know, do not try to get better, try, but be careful. You know, then she would tell me, for instance, you cannot run away from your shadow. No matter what you do, your shadow will follow you. Meaning that your identity always comes true. doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much you try to conceal who you really are. You are, you are who you are. And then she would tell me, Bef Duva, we're glue net. The coward front drinks the clean water. Meaning that you must be always alert, always ready for opportunities and stuff like that. And she would even tell me like, um, um, I mean, when she wanted to advise me on, on sexual matters, she would say, um, service with Tebobo. But I never understood that until I got, got to understand STDs and the stuff like that and so on, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was always something. Every day my life was laced with those wonderful things. Um, and then what I did now, since we spoke, I've been thinking a little bit more of these things, like, and I have somehow, in my own way, kind of trace the origins of the scenes. And it is true that the Caribbean, we share the commonalities in terms of the culture, being that we come from the same motherland and we have the same identity and we have the same basic, basic um, history. Um, so these scenes basically come from popular cultural pastimes, you know. You know but, and what I find more in our case, we have a strong biblical base to the scenes that we use. So yes, the, the room would have had some participation that the African culture, European experiences and culture, French and the like, and biblical scenes, also the proverbs and so on, would have a lot to do with shaping our popular scenes. And in the Caribbean, seeing that we are a synthesis of cultures, we have established the scene in our own way, so it would not really coincide or greatly resemble the Chinese thing, but it's somewhat similar, only with a Caribbean oomph, a Caribbean synthesis, a Caribbean piece. Exactly. And you know, I think there's a whole melding of stuff in there. So for example, because of our slave, because of our ancestors were enslaved people, I'm sure they developed and modified some of those things so that they could 
communicate with each other without necessarily the, the master understand what they're saying. And so, and so you, you have to be short and quick and crisp. And you have to say it, and you don't have time to repeat yourself, and the person has to understand you. And so I'm sure that probably has something to do with the way that those sayings are usually so sharp and, 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 and to the point. And what sometimes, as we were discussing on Facebook, many times you get a saying, and you know, you figure, well, you've been to so much school and university, and you've taken how many English classes, and you take a saying and you try to dissect it, and you try to see if there is a way that you can bring the same message in a more efficient or different manner, and no matter how much you try, you come well, back to the same, to the same words, thing. You know, the essence of it has been distilled over time, the essence of it. So, for example, like you say, the Europeans uh, might say, the early bird catches the worm. You mm. mentioned our version of it, Bev Duvan, Bois The first, yes. to make it American, we might say the first cattle to the trough drinks clean water. I, you know, mm -hmm. I, because I, I remember that some of the some of the listeners don't don't speak the Creole, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, some of those we had discussed. Some people online are posting. Some this lady posted monkey know what tree to climb. You know, yep, <laughs> that was a big one. That the um, the other yeah, one. I mean Huh? No, go ahead, go ahead. It's not, it's not the cattle that say moo that thirsty, you know. Mm -hmm. That one, I, I, I like. Then I, I, let me give you a little joke. When I was a young man, you know, 1990, went back to Dominica as a young engineer. I think that I, you know, you think you all that. When this young lady was asked to go out, and so I went to pick her up, and she introduced me to her mother. You know, she said, "If if I don't come back, you know, who kidnapped me?" You know, in joke. And her mother says, um, she looks at me, and she says, "You look like a nice guy." But she tells her daughter, remember, if Zanduli was good meat, it wouldn't be on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> boy, you're not the boss now, boy. <laughs> you look like a nice guy, but remember, if Zanduli was good meat, it wouldn't be on the fence. And when you, yeah, man. you know, in, in, that, in that five seconds, it says to say that, she said so much to her daughter, you know? Listen to me, Tony. I had to navigate my way through those sayings for the understanding of life, you know. And not just my grandmom, you know, who I grew up with, but all the other elderly in the community. They spoke to you in parables and phrases using those very, very popular And they all used it in different ways. So it was tough for me as a boy growing up. Even, I mean, I, a lot of the sayings that I, I understood in my latter days, and I'm like, whoa, wow, how genius. You mean that's what you were really saying to me? But alas, we have kind of lost it, you know, we don't use it anymore in our present time, so I'm happy with what you're doing. And you should not just have me, you should have other people on at different times. One of the individuals who is very, very, very good at this is a, a lady that I know well, and I think I know her well enough to know that she's good in nature. Politically, she has a differences in her view. She's a, she's a stalwart politician, and she works hard for her party. And she's rewarded too for her hard work for her party. And I'm, I'm going to call her name because she's my friend. The Speaker of the House of Assembly, Alex Boyd Knight, is a wonderful character, you know. People don't know her in the way that I know her. Well, I guess some people do, but some don't. But I know her as a culturally astute individual, who is very witty, very sharp, very, very, very creatively funny. And she sings 
on the on the sport. So she's a storyteller. She's a, 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 an artist and the like. So she, you could maybe invite her to be on your program to discuss those matters, and I think she would be a major uh, contributor to your to your event. I'm not praising her politically or whatever, Ali. I know her as my friend, and I know her as that person. So sometimes when you talk about people like this, people normally take you know take 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 you to, to, to ask and say why talk about this, why promoter, or why not promoter? If I know her in a particular way, why can't I speak about her? So you, Tony. Time to have her on, maybe sometime next week or in the weeks to come, because she can add some value to a discussion like this. It's interesting that you said that because as I told you we had an online discussion before the um before the show. And she's one of the persons who can who who commented. So having said that, let me open let me let me tell listeners the number that they can call if they want to join the conversation. You can call six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven. Six one seven Three seven two zero one zero seven, and if if you want to join the discussion and tell us what is your favorite, what is your favorite saying? Now in the in the in the seventies eighties when Kadas Lipso music was you know exposing yeah. in Dominica, a lot of our Kadas music used to you work around some of those sayings. So yeah. you have Midnight Groovers singing, um, Ma, I Sakula Van Shebon. You know, we you have your bag where you but your coals. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, whatever you do over there, you know, you should just shake your bag. You know, for for, for some of our people who, who maybe grew up in Roseland don't know about charcoal. <laughs> 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 what they see is that when you when you make coals and you you go to sell your coals, your bags after you pour the coals on your bags, there's a lot of fine, a lot of fine granular stuff that remains in the bag. And it like mm-hmm. sand, and it follows you everywhere you go, and you know. So the saying is, if you sell your coals on the market square, stay on the market square and shake it. Don't come by my house with your coals. And and I guess it it means you know almost I guess maybe it's our version of uh maybe not a prodigal son, but the aspect of where somebody goes out and spends all of their social capital, their their, their financial capital. And when things get bad and you have problems, you come back and try to get your your loyal and beloved people to help you get out of it. And maybe somebody is saying, you know, we're tired of helping you. Go back where you where you were when you were in good times. Go there yes. and get help to come to come back mm-hmm. out of your bad times. You know, mm-hmm. um, we had Mama playing Mama Majewezé. Yeah, um, that's a faglasi. Yes, if you eat. You, your mother eats grapes, but the um is the children teeth that goes on edge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, you know, you 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 went to the cultural part of it, and um as we do that, we can recognize the passing of Mr. Um, Eskiv Bruma, brilliant storyteller, yeah. because all of that is part of our verbal. Did you say Eskiv or did you mean to say Lawrence? Lawrence, I mean Eskiv Florence, I guess. Yeah, Eskiv mm-hmm. Florence. I'm sorry, yeah, Eskiv Florence. I mean, the scripture does talk a lot, you know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, I have it all twisted. But no, so, you know, brilliant contributor, we have people like Sinclair Abbas and those guys who, you know, take Brasmo, who take the verbal. Um, our global tradition and try to keep it alive by modernizing it, put it in music, put it on stage, and bring it back to us. But what we're looking at tonight is the everyday use of our tidbits 
of wisdom. Which is disappearing. Which is somewhat disappearing. It is still around with the more mature group. Because when I speak, we speak with the age group and others who are a little bit older, with normal exchanges I just use. But what I find in the present crop of generation, they don't speak that way. I mean, which is not a criticism of the way they express themselves, because there, there are new things that they say which also adds to the old synthesis of the cultural evolution. For instance, the LOL and S. And H that we use, they also mean things. Right. And uh, yeah, so so they are they are, they are they are just newer versions of the thing that we learned. So I am by no means criticizing the youth. All I'm saying is that let's not break the chain. Let's build from the foundations that had been made, and let's continue because I don't think I broke from my grandmother's traditions, and I don't think my children. And my grandchildren should break away from my tradition that I got from my grandmother, that she got from her grandmother that goes right back to the commencement of our civilization. So I'm just asking and employing, and again, it's a task that we have to do, people who are involved and people in the know, to keep that connectivity going. So while we have the new forms, the new expressions, the new oral expressions, let's not just drop those that, that really set the foundation to the new ones that we now have. And, and you know, when you talk about carrying the traditions, it's almost as if our parents were communicating on Twitter, eh? when you think about it. But exactly. <laughs> because they say that all, they pack so much, they pack so much into that, those five Into 150, 150 characters. Character. I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. A lot of the inventions that have been invented now have been invented before. A lot of the sums that now people are making millions of dollars on for patenting had been practiced before. People learn from the ways of the past to create things. There's no new invention, you know. There's just recycling of thoughts and ideas and views and visions. So the people who are smart and astute and observe life and liberty with the advancement that we have now, they are doing things to, 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 to maximize on the efforts that we made in the past. If my grand my great grandmother was alive today, she would say, "Man, a lot of oh yeah, a lot of magic taking place in this earth, you know." Because to be able to speak to you now on the phone, the way that we are speaking direct, to be able to go online and Google search something and get the meaning right away, they're going to say, "But come on, come on, you say, now, how are you doing that? That is magic." But that is what invention or creation does: getting information and learning on the ways of the past and creating new things. So again, Tony, that's a challenge to the new generation, to the younger people. Learn from the traditions of the past and create a new industry and make money using the internet because the sky is the limit for these things. Yeah, certainly. And, and, you know, we have the technology. You, you know, now the technology is starting to catch up with the knowledge, if you want to think about it, of it that way. So, so all these nice crisp sayings that we have, you know, when you when somebody say monkey know which which tree to climb, mm. that is so packed. You know, so many there's so many applications you have for it, but yet it is so simple. Anybody can understand it. And when it applies to you or to a situation you're in, you have no doubt what it means. Similarly, yes. you know, if I say okay, the, the cattle will jump over the fence where it's low. Is where the fence is low, the yes. cattle is going to jump over. 
And yeah. so if we have to resolve, we have to analyze some of those things. And, and so when you grow up in that culture now, you don't even have to repeat the entire thing. Somebody, no. somebody pick on you and you tell the person, so it's my friends that low. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I mean, my, I mean, my grandmother had told me, she's still out, she's still out, you're 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 still now she answered me, she said, I have to fall in line and do what I have to do, yeah. you know. Go with the flow. Don't, don't try to go against a name because the name will stick more if you try to fight the name. Because in those days, everybody had a nickname. Right. So the guys were trying to nickname me and I didn't like it. I was fighting it off. She said, no, that's still over. And at that point, she told me. So I did, and then I understood eventually that just go with it and laugh it out and, and fall. Just go with flow, definitely. Go with the flow, man. Go with the flow, wow. Yeah, you know, so... Yeah. Can I recall the shot Yep, yep. You know, Americans have that one, they say the, the kettle calling the pot, the kettle calling the pot black. Mm. And, um, you know, if you bring it to American, our American version of politics, when I hear the Republicans criticizing Donald Trump... <laughs> Yes, yes. I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. In American culture, what I find, and it's good, good, what I find they use here is a lot of sarcasm, which is sarcasm, in a sense, is very much part and parcel of what we're discussing. Mm. It's just that, again, not to qualify a, a cultural type higher than another, but in my experience, our expressions are more solidly rooted right. in terms of the construction of those scenes. Mm -hmm. In America, I find there's a lot of frivolous sarcasm, especially in the New York culture where, where you live, Tony. People, you know, get away with a lot of, you know, easy laughter, easy dive, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is also very good and very creative. In my experience in Great Mother Boy, when my mom used those expressions, it wasn't the sarcasm. It was sound message with some little bit of wit and sarcasm also. Right. Um, but they were carefully presented to us. That's why today um, I can sit back and, and talk about it freely if you want to read it because those things that you learned as a little boy, they stay with you forever. They were very well planted. Uh, so, all of the listeners posted on Facebook is, is like every rope, every rope has an end. Has an end. Now, mm. I grew up in Casabros, and the application that you see here the most is point, point filage. Take your filage, mm. like you're flying mm. kite, and the wind has yes. a kite on you, and you, just, you know, you, you let all the strings so the kite can fly, fly. You know, they tell you to take all the filage you can get, because sooner or yes. later, either your rope is going to come to an end. Or the way you go or to the wind, right? Yeah. So. Or sakipani bopie point over. Yeah, that one. Yes. You know, if you do not have good foot, if you are sick and you cannot walk too quickly or run, because those is people miss basically walk. Mm -hmm. You you go ahead, of, and that even applies today too. Even if you fly or you drive 
or whatever. It can be implied or applied to any situation. Shaki panibo people and over. If and you know you need extra time to do something, do it ahead of time. Exactly. It really means to identify your weaknesses. Exactly. You know, 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 know your weaknesses and therefore you prepare in advance to cater for that weakness. You know, you know, you know yeah. Saki, if you don't have good fit, start walking first. So you're not yeah. holding everybody else back, but also you're not losing the opportunity to, 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 to be last, you know? Like this one too, is only the knife that knows what's in the pumpkin's hat. The puto selma kisasa piacha jomu. Wow. You have to split that pumpkin open before you see what's going on there. You can't of guess it. Right. Now again, it is a cake because you could maybe sound it out some microscopic um, thing to get into it now. But it still means you could you put us instead of the knife, you could say it's only a telescope that that can see or whatever. Right. But it, you know, it all ties and it never goes old. There's always some meaning to the scenes, you know. And um, and the beauty of it all is just to is to, is to stick with it and to ground it in a major cultural type. And um, our work as Dominicans in the diaspora is to continue doing these things, continue connecting those people in the homeland to those who have migrated. Even while we move to other cultures and create new synthesis, but there's one, there's a dominant culture in Dominica, in Grenada, in Vincent, the Caribbean collectively, that must be and should be maintained for the benefit and in the interest of the new generation of people. But my children are now nine, my twin girls, and they're going to grow up to be young ladies and they're going to have, they're going to have the families and they're going to, have a new generation coming up. I don't want them to get lost along the way. I want them to understand that there's a Dominican culture, Caribbean-ness about us that can't be perished. And when they're hard times and they're facing tribulations, they go back to those popular sayings and those cultural practices and use that as a refuge or as a strength, as a foundation to stand on. Because that's one of the problems I see in the world today, that people do not have identity. You have an identity, but it's weak. That's said, man. It's like, we don't speak enough prayer. We don't. We don't dwell on the traditions enough. People say, "Forget traditions, get into new things." But the new things too, they're going to be traditional tomorrow. Exactly. So my call is is just to continue evolving, build on the foundations, and continue going up. Do not let one die. Accept the American culture, learn the American ways, get into it, but do not forget where you come from and what brought you to America. You won't be a more. I'm telling you. You have to know you have to know where you come from in order to go to, to move to move ahead. Yep. And and so with that I admire people like you, people like like Sabina Mingo, you know, the the, the ladies in Canada who's doing the Wap Diet show, you know, the people who organize Carib Fest or Dominic Fest, you have a number of, of organizations all over the United States. But when you for example, this weekend coming up, um this organization in New Jersey, Dionje, is having their, their Madam Wap Diet show in New Jersey. Go on, I, I don't have the details, I'm sorry, but if you go online, you can find it. This Saturday, they have a Wap Diet show. Now, you have persons taking part in that show who were born in the U.S., never been to Dominica, but because yeah. of the participation in the cultural activities, the cultural groups, they dance in ballet, dance in quadrille, dance in mazook, they get they sometimes they they're doing things culturally that they would not have done if they were still living in Dominica, and so you know raise our hearts we tip our hearts you know we, we take a bow 
and we acknowledge you people and people like like you, Alex. You you go around and you bring Dominican theater to the people of, of in the diaspora and, and keep that part of the culture alive. And that and that kind of art is you know is really really necessary because you say what what is a people? You know what is a Dominican? A Dominican is not not because we were born in a little piece of rock that has a particular shape that makes us Dominican. What makes yeah, us Dominican is our tradition and our heritage. And so, yep. if you lose that, then what are you, you know? <laughs> You're quite right. And then, and of course, again, the practice of the culture comes with tremendous price. Because every cultural practitioner must be a patriot. And to be a patriot, you must make sacrifices. Sacrifices such as agreeing to not make a decent living on the practice of your art. I do not know of any traditional cultural individual who is sitting pretty, living at large, saying, thank God I practice the culture. No, I have this to show for it. In terms of a material achievement, if you understand what I mean. I understand exactly what you mean. You get self-gratification for doing it. Like, I know what I feel when I put on a show in New York and 15 people come. And I know there are almost 20,000 Dominicans in the immediate facility, and we get 15 in the hall. I know how I feel. Yes, disappointed that the turnout was poor, but happy that we made the effort. Brave the weather and come to New York and start on time with a show. So the system, the spirit has registered the effort that was made irrespective of the turnout. People like Gordon Henderson, I must call his name, a fantastic genius and a creator. He's now surviving on his genius, on his work, on his intellect. And others have also done that. Connell and his Connell Philippino and, and others, you know, Jeff Drew of Present Memory, may rest in peace, you know, Christian William. There are some people who do it, but we're not all geniuses. So the 90% of us who are not geniuses just walk around the periphery and continue to contribute and continue to salute those who have done it well. You know, Ophelia, you have mentioned her name. Toby is struggling like joke to survive on his work. I mean, Toby should be a millionaire in any currency, anywhere in the world. Midnight Dubas. So it's just that they, sometimes, you know, I'm just trying to make sure the differences of, of how, yes, you can make a living, but yes, the majority of us don't really enjoy the, the, the collateral benefits from practicing the culture. Yet, we continue practicing it. All we need sometimes, Tony. It's a little recognition, you know, or acknowledgement of the work that we do, or some assistance, if we can get it. And I'm not sure that is very, very, very much coming. Or, you know, have your name called on 10 November, somewhere, somehow, somehow. I'm not asking for mine to be called, but there are enough people who I know have done this work and done it well. And for some reason or the other, you do not hear the names being called, you know, getting recognition. It's like probably they're supporting the wrong color. Or something is not right about them. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, unearth any political vibe, but I've been observing. I've been observing. I've been reading. And the majority of our cultural stalwarts and people who have contributed have been left behind. While people who are in other forms of business and commerce and people who in the politics and stuff get the limelight, when the people who form the foundation of the Caribbean fabric and society are the ones who are just being sidelined. And that is a mistake we're making in Dominica and in the Caribbean. And you can register, as I said, that in this program today. Because 
in time to come, we're going to reflect and see where did we go wrong if we do not curb the deviant ways and practices that we have in society in terms of recognizing people for the truth and popping up a Dominican and a Caribbean culture. We will go, we will go back and say, where did we go wrong? Why is it now that the dominant Caribbean culture is corruption and crime and violence? And it's coming. We see what's happening in Jamaica, in Haiti. This is happening in Guyana, in Trinidad. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying this is just not, not to criticize us, but to wake us up. Because look at Domi, we are sleeping. And we can reverse all this negative trend and build on the foundation of the federation that failed in 1958. We can go back to the days when we fought and we think as a Caribbean unit that can stand as a European Union. We can, right now, if we get back serious about the, 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 the federation of the Caribbean, we will be the, the most phenomenal force next to the United States of America. Because look now, the EU is in problem. It's only the United States that is being vibrant. And I believe the Caribbean community, if we step up right now, it's not too late. We can be the second most dominant unified force in the world next to the great United States of America. No, and you know, there's, a, there's a quite a few sayings. I'm listening to you talk to you. You call a couple islands. And the problem of crime is in all the islands in the Caribbean. But there's somewhere if they are more ahead than others. And so the saying that comes to mind is when your friend's beard is on fire, sprinkle yours. Let that come out of the pretty few woozy Right. Yeah, when your friend yeah. When yeah. your when your friend's right. beard is on fire, sprinkle yours because yours might be next. Yours is might be yours certainly going to be next if you don't sprinkle yours. Exactly. So so, so as we look at the yeah. crime and so on that's that's happening in the other islands. Those that are still where it's relatively safe can look at that and say, you know, if we continue the way we're continuing, that we, we will be next in line, you know? And, and, and yeah, so but... all of those, you know, if, if we get back to our oral traditions, and, you know, that is what our show is really, really about. You know, is, our, is, our, is that part of our heritage that embraces our oral? And I'm saying oral, but it's not, I mean, now that we have all this media where we can communicate in text and writing, it can be written as well. But, yes. but you know, that part of our tradition, and, and before, before I let you jump in, when we talk about rewarding our artists, as I said before, the fabric, the essence of our people is their heritage and their culture. And so who are the purveyors of your heritage and your culture? It's your artists, your artists, your performers. Mm -hmm. All the different people and people who can turn it into a business and make money from it. Now, we really? live in North America where, in my opinion, entertainers are too well paid. They're the highest paid people. But, at, but you see, the entertainer and the artist occupies that area of prestige in the mind of people of North America. Mm -hmm. In all parts of the Caribbean, performers and artists and, and, and people, creative people, as seen as unemployed, you know. Oh, but, it's but, a hobby. But, Why are you playing? We have we have a business to run, you know. But Tony, you know where that came from too. The practice of the arts and the practice of the arts and the likes was looked down on in plantation society. The people who owned the society and who had the influence told the people that people who do those things are lazy. Exactly. And unemployed people and they do have nothing else to yeah. do. 
So that we now who are looking on the outside and wanting to practice the culture would not get into it because we were told that Creole is a bad language. Do not speak that. Papale, That's what my grandmother told me. You know, she, I could, she could speak to me in Creole, but I could not respond in Creole. Because somewhere down the line, she was told that Creole is a taboo language. It's a language for Malawi, for poor people who are dunce and not smart. So this was planted in our head. Long ago. And but thanks to people, thanks to people like God and who defile us and step up and show that we can do it. They, 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 they gave us a wrong script. And we're still going by that script in the Caribbean culture somehow. And in Dominica for sure, too. Because we're not talking sure. No, no, that's fine, that's fine. You know, because when when we look at it and we say, okay, in the Caribbean, when you say somebody is cultured, you know, the concept of someone being cultured is somebody whose lifestyle is as close to European as possible, somebody who has rejected everything that is local, you know, the way you talk and the way you eat and the way you dress, you're cultured in the world. And, no. and it's, you know, and, and the word culture should be very, very far from that, you know? No, that's not, it's not as a reverse. Yeah, exactly. Things that subsidize upside down, inside out. That's a, that's a total reverse of what culture should be. In fact, I had a conversation with a young journalist on the radio, and she was convinced, trying to convince me, Alex Bruno, who have studied the humanities, the literary arts, and the cultures of the world, that the president or the head of state of a country is more significant than the cultural heritage of the people of that country mm -hmm. and more prominence should be placed to the president's head of state rather than the cultural enthusiast. And I'm trying to tell the young lady that she's wrong and she's telling me no, she's right. And I'm like, oh my God, God, oh, heaven help her. <laughs> How could the head of state be stronger or bigger than the, than the people around the people's culture now? A simple ABC arithmetic like, like arithmetic like that, mm -hmm. and she is someone of influence who sits in authority in a in a in a Caribbean island. And I wonder what's happening to us. How is it that people like that get such power, influence, and 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 that explains where we are heading to in the future if a lot of things doesn't change, if there's not a revolution. And I always call for revolution. And I never call for peaceful revolution, you know. I call for revolution. I don't call for fighting with guns and sticks and stones, you know. I'm calling for a revolution of the mind, a revolution of the conversation, a revolution of the vibe. Let us teach the youth the truth and let the youth continue to teach the others the truth. That's what I'm talking about. And I make no apologies when I call for a revolution. And it's taking place as we speak. What we do now is a protest, is a revolution in its own self. And whoever is listening is part of the revolution, and the will continue. Even after your time, Tony, and my time, that revolution will continue. Because, because it's a revolution that's needed. We, as, as, a, as a Caribbean people, we have a unique heritage that, that is worth preserving. We've, con we've contributed a lot to, to humanity, and we still have a lot to contribute. And so it's not, it's not right for us to sit back and allow that to just disappear. And that's one of the reasons why this weekend interview we want to do things like we're doing today and, and bring it back into the into your into our mind. Because sometimes we're so busy trying to make a living that some of those things get slipped back in our mind. And so every once in a while we have to take ourselves back 
and we have to immerse ourselves in the art, we have to immerse ourselves back in the heritage. And then we can start, and as you said, you mentioned your kids, you can pass that down to your kids. And it's not going to be passed down as it was in 1970. It's going to be the essence yeah. of what was there, taken and, 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 and packaged in a 2016-2020 package and passed mm -hmm. down. You know, but we cannot just cut it short and say, you know what, that was backward. Let's, we're looking forward and we forget what, what was in our past. Yeah. Yeah. So, as as we as we celebrate the independence season in Dominica, you know, I, I, really I wanted to have that discussion. I wanted to to bring it back to our attention, the, the wisdom. And I actually use a word at the beginning of the show that I had not used before. But I realized that's the word I was searching for: the genius, the genius that's embedded in those sayings and the wisdom that they entailed. You know. Um, so, so let's, I'm going to tell another one we can talk about. Uh, if you have Kako outside, you're always looking to see if he's going to rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's raining now because I'm actually standing on, under this little patio outside of my house in Florida here. And if you could hear some pleasant nature sounds, rain actually falling on, on this little thin roof, you know. So I'm actually enjoying the ambience out there talking to you. It really feels like, that's why I wanted to be to do this little interview with you. It feels so much like home, you know, and it, it is indeed home. <laughs> so, so if, so, you, yeah, if you have so your car call and you forget to put it you take it out, you know. <laughs> it goes right back to our past. I mean, for your clothes, if you hang out clothes, I don't know. Not hang out. We used to spread the clothes on the on the river stool. Right. After you wash the clothes, you know, from the river. And um, so you have to, you know, it's very dry and you have to look out for rain if in case it's going to rain and stuff like that, you know. And again, it applies to, metaphorically, to, to your life, you know. Like if you live in a glass house, don't throw stones. You know, if you know you plan to be, to run for president, to be, if you plan in your future to, if you, if you have aspirations to be president of America, do not go about using rude comments about stuff that, is, that are not presidential. They to catch up with you and you are disqualified immediately. You should not be qualified to be a leading of people using such famous, lewd expressions. Or if you didn't plan to be president and you use them, know that you cannot go there anymore because there's a certain expectation that comes with the office. So like Alex Bruno, I may not necessarily aspire to be president. Because I expect people to try to unearth and say, okay, he had a girlfriend there, and then another one day, his life is not exemplary the way it should have been, or whatever, you know, you know how those things goes. So if you know that you didn't cut to be a priest, don't try to force to become a priest. Because they're going to find out that you have two or three children, or whatever the case, that may disqualify you. And when that matter comes up and you get disqualified, don't fight it. Just bow out, humble, and step down. And I'm not you know, pointing fingers. I'm not making a general, a general point again, again by the observation that I'm making in the social environment that we live in. People must own up to the things that they do, and they must be responsible for their actions each and every time. I'm not a hypocrite, and I accept mine whenever I am confronted with a situation like that. You know, and to go to jump to another one, it seems like in the Caribbean we have a lot of straw. We have. We, yeah. we, <laughs> It's like we in Dominica you say you two a boy, you make a pie. You take you take all yes. the proper entrails from your body and you put straw in there. So we need to go back and take that straw out and put it back if we're working, you know, we modernize um 
organs or whatever that we need to make our, our people work. Let's take out, let's go the opposite. Let's let's tea pie and make a boyo. Yep, yep. And the stone that the builder refused shall be the chief cornerstone. I mean, you forgot this one? I mean, <laughs> oh, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> that would probably be where you want to put to. Abakabanu. I mean, think about that, you know? <laughs> you don't want to sit in front of your door, but it's under your bed. Under your bed. <laughs> You know how more I mean, how much more intrusive can this be? It's in your <laughs> bedroom. What you don't want to see in front of your door is now if on the, if you go under your bed, that's where it is. You know, when you and that is that, and that is your most treasured and private moment. You know, your bed. You know, under your the bathroom bed. is private too. You know, but under your bed where you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this is no, this is so enjoyable. You know. It's like you sit down to eat a good food, and you know your stomach full, right? But you're yeah. watching you watching a nice piece of meat or a nice piece of dashing, if a piece of avocado, and you just you know you say, man, I want some more food. You know, it's better. I prefer my belly to burst than all that good food go to waste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, that talks about envy and greed to an extent. You know, everything, all of these things can be place into an academical an academic context that make a lot of sense. I'm not sure how much how much work academia has done on that, but I think soon you can start you can start the trend, you know, and do something about it, man, and create an industry yeah, right there. I'll support you. I agree because you know you have this thing about Greek mythology and and, and you know all these other studies of, of West of European civilizations and so on. But these, all of these wisdoms, all these words of wisdom that's passed down and distilled over the years, and you, you're correct. Why can't we do Caribbean literary studies and have some of those things and have somebody sit down and write an essay? You know, you write but, but, but an essay what? that you know analyzing any one of those of the sayings. You know, if yeah. you're a thief, if you're a thief, you don't like to see your friends with a bag on their back. You know. Yeah. What any one of the students can sit down and write something about that and what and how it can be applicable and so on. But that is a call. That's a call for students and Caribbean people, you know. Certainly, and and you know that is where it has to come. One one before one of the areas in which I've been so disappointed in the Caribbean is that when you and I were in school, we used to do a lot more Caribbean history. A lot of, although we were doing our external exams with University of Cambridge and London University, we used to have Caribbean history. My history book was written by the Oxford Church. You know, we used to have full-fledged history, and then the Caribbean switched to the Caribbean Examination Council, our own. So you would think that there would even be more of an emphasis on on Caribbean heritage and Caribbean culture, and and by now you could you could see. A certain course or, or coursework in that type of our our literary and our language arts, but mm-hmm. you know instead of that we move in the opposite direction where you know Caribbean history is no longer a compulsory subject for our students to take, you know they replace it with some kind of civics and social studies and thing, and and so that is the disappointment that when we do things Caribbean we don't embrace what we have, we look outside the region and think that it is better than what we have. And so people, folks, you're listening to me and you have influence people at CXC, you know, that is that is a, a course 
that can be done. When I was in grammar school, we did some of our literature books. Um, King of the Masquerade was talking about Mick Tanis was in Trinidad, and we had, you know, mm -hmm. but some mm -hmm. of those things are no longer there. Talk of the Tamarind was um, West Indian poems. We used to we used to sit down and analyze West Indian poems and West Indian short stories. We need to go back to that, and then we can probably see that pride that we expect our young people to have. That pride is going to start coming back. We're going to see a change, you know. Mm -hmm. But Alex, let me give you the last word of what we've flat used up our hour. Um, okay. So if you have any one of the sayings up your sleeve that you haven't mentioned, mention them, or we can just talk in general. Let's have a closing, yeah, yeah, closing event. Well, no, man, I just basically want to thank you for the opportunity to, again, be engaged with you, someone of like mind to discuss. I think that I'm very comfortable discussing, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you sometime in the future. So thanks again for the opportunity, and um, let's keep the conversation going. Thank you, Alex. And, and, and as usual, you're always so willing to come and share your enthusiasm and your tremendous knowledge of the subject area. And so, you know, wish you all the best. And of course, um, special love from TDN Radio to your crew, um, your your theater crew. And I know we haven't heard from you in a little while, so as soon as you have your next show coming up, you always know you have an open mic over here. Um, to tell our audience about um, whatever programs that you have coming up. So thank you again so much, Alex. No problem, too. Take care. Bye. All right. Good night. So listeners, there you have it. We've spoken about it. And you know, I want to close with one more saying. And it says, Who don't hear will feel. Saki Patan Kesanti. So we've told you. Now, if you don't listen to us, you might feel something. But no, seriously, um, let this be uh, let's just continue the discussion and let's not just discuss let us see how we can you know use the opportunity to try to push our that part of our heritage together let's try to push it forward let's let's see how you know we start to teach it in our schools we can start something online and just you know make a collection of all of those sayings and let's start looking at what the, the interpretation the different applications where we can we can answer. so this has been this week in interview i want to say thank you so much for, for for making me part of your wednesday night schedule as usual if tonight was your first night i hope you enjoyed the discussion we do this every wednesday night so come back i hope that tonight i i gave you enough of a good impression that you will become a regular listener so this this week in interview i'm going to close off with a song by mama mama had too much raisins, so her, her kids' teeth are the ones that's on edge. So good night, and this has been this week in interview. I'm going to see you next week, Wednesday, same time. <laughs>